Hello and welcome back to The Mesa, a weekly Westworld podcast where we talk about each episode with lots of spoilers, so I shouldn't keep having to keep saying it, but if you just found this podcast and you're not caught up on Westworld through episode 5 of season 2, please stop the podcast, go and watch them all back to back to back to back to back, and then come back and listen to us. We'll be here, I promise. But if you're still here, then we're going to spoil episode 5 and talk a lot about it and get into a lot of our questions, uh, and I have a ton, as normal. So joining me, we are uh, one co-host down this week, but joining me is Tom. Hello, Tom. What up? Tom is our vaguely Asian expert, and we have Brandon. <laughs> Hello, Brandon. Yo, yo, yo. And Brandon is our super white guy expert. So <laughs> we're going to be here uh, spoiling Shogun World um, because I, I was super excited about Shogun World, and I'm still super excited about Shogun World. So I want to talk a lot about that. So started out i'm gonna give a rundown we only saw uh two ish main storylines in episode five and the we saw a little bit of bernard as well but mostly this was a mave slash dolores episode uh which it kind of advanced those storylines a lot and i'm super pumped so let's start out with bernard i'm not i don't want us to talk about the thing with bernard yet because i want to talk about that actually let me put that in topics like bernard and then teddy I'm going to put that in the, in the notes for a little bit later. And uh, so I'm just going to give a quick overview of that. And then I do want to come back to it big time. Yeah, rest in peace, Teddy. Uh, so at the very beginning of this episode, we see the Mesa in what I will call the present, which might not actually be the present time, but we'll call it the present time. And uh, Strand and what's the what's the chick's name? The Delos Guard lady. She has a name. Oh. Uh, with curly hair. Yeah, She's I know. like standing on the on the thing, t- looking into the water. Uh, Mailing is that her name? Betty Gabriel. Yeah, that's her. Ma- M A L I N G. Credited in IMDb. Mailing. Okay. That is not at all germane to the plot, but she's standing on this like overlook, looking at um, the the water where all the hosts have like drowned that we saw in the first episode. And she's talking by a walkie-talkie to Strand back in the Mesa, and they're stacking a bunch of host bodies in the Mesa and doing, I guess, the equivalent of an autopsy on a bunch of them. Um, and Strand is there with Bernard. Bernard's watching all of this. Strand makes mention of the cradle being lost and destroyed. They look at a little video, a little like a surveillance video type thing, seeing the cradle. And, uh, oh, I definitely someone add to the show notes real quick that I want to talk about the cradle afterwards, mm-hmm. too. And then... Um, there's there's only a little bit of it, but the the important bits of this are that the uh, about a third of all the host brains, their control units that they're pulling out, are totally blank. And Strand says, not just kind of blank, like there's traces of personality, like they are wiped clean. There is nothing on them. So whether they are brand new control units that somebody put in there, or they're like you know formatted Fat Thirty Two control units or whatever, uh, we don't know. But that's the important bit is a third or so of the hosts are totally empty. We don't know if there's any correlation between whose uh, host brain was wiped or deleted and whose is not. But uh, So we'll get back to a couple of things in that because I, I want to get to it. So the other two stories were Maeve and Dolores. So let's take Maeve. Maeve and her compadres go to Shogun World. Uh, as a reminder, she is with Hector, Armistice, and Lee Sizemore. Is she with anybody else? Angel's now with her. Just those the, four, um, right? Well, it's it's and oh, and, and the techs, techs. yeah, then, uh, Sylvester and uh, Felix. Yes. Anybody else? I feel like I'm missing somebody. So it's the techs: Hector, Armistice, Maeve. Three humans, three hosts. 
and Lee. And Lee. And Lee is great, man. I'm I'm liking him more and more. I didn't really like him in season one. He was kind of irritating, but I, I like him a lot. So he's a lot li- he's a lot more likable, at least in this he's this episode than he was yeah. in at least like in the past. Yeah, big time, big time. Big time. Uh so, big time. so let me run through all of the scenes with Maeve. So first we, we see them at the end of last was it just the last episode or was the one before that? That must have been the one before that, episode mm-hmm. three, uh, where the samurai is coming to attack them, and they get kind of arrested and carted off. Uh, Maeve tries to control them the same way she tried to control Ghost Nation, but apparently she can't because she's speaking English and they speak Japanese. We get the indication that Shogun World is the kind of the most extreme of all the parks. This is for the humans where I think Lisa something like um, this is for the guests where Westworld is tame. Uh, they this is super super extreme. I think there was a theory on Reddit that the the that you might have talked about Tom that the parks are kind of ranked in order of difficulty and that Shogun World would be the most difficult of all the parks, um, and we definitely get a sense of that pretty quickly that uh, that it is a very difficult and very uh, harrowing park for humans. Mm-hmm. So yes, I don't get kind see of, any humans like. Oh, that's actually a good point. Um, I was wondering that if we did see any humans, I couldn't tell. Um, but, you know, I kind of assume we didn't because they'd probably be dead. Uh, and oh, for sure they'd be dead. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we see some dead humans, what we think of dead humans here in a little bit. So for now, though, we see them kind of getting carted through the middle of town and getting uh, they're kind of arrested, I guess, by the samurai. I, I don't I guess that's what you'd call it. And then they, I have weird question about this. This is like weird butterfly symbology, which I don't really get. And they get taken into the middle of what's the town's name. I don't think we know where the, what the town is called, but whatever the, the Shogun world town main square is. And they have the same scene that we've seen in Westworld in the town square in the saloon where Hector and Armistice come in and they like rob the saloon. Uh, and they talk to Maeve and they, you know, it's where he scoots the madam over and the safe falls on the floor. Um, it's this exact same scene and it's playing out in, in Shogun world. And I got so excited when this happened. I don't know why it was really trippy to see the exact same thing. And Maeve is kind of pissed at Lee because that that's like lazy of him. And he says something like, do you know how hard it is to write 300 stories a year or something? It's like 300 their stories, own stories. In like, in three weeks or something in three weeks yeah yeah because he's just writing a bunch of storylines so why wouldn't you just take the same basic story and translate it to japanese and put it in shogun world too i I thought Um, it was cool uh also that they introduced it this way because it kind of gives us a a clear idea of like all these characters like thoughts and feelings yeah definitely yeah you can see the contrast because we were set up with these pairs so akane is a geisha and is in this uh the equivalent of the tavern whatever it is the house and she's the Maeve of Shogun World. So um, we see that there are these pairings between different hosts in the park. They're kind of uh, not necessarily sexually, but like attracted to each other, right? They're, they they want to be, they're like, they're like the same. They have the same basic personalities or at least, or I believe some part of it. Armistice has a pair. What is her name? Do we know her name? Where is it? Um, I looked this up before. Me too. Uh, it's not a Kane. It's not meaning. Uh, Hanario? She, she, Han- she credited? H-A-N-A-R-Y-O. 
Oh, full cast. I wasn't looking at the full cast list. Yeah, Hanario. It's uh, Tao Komada. And so she is like the, the dragon lady tattoo of a dragon tattoo lady of Shogun World, uh, which is great because there's these scenes of them like basically looking in a mirror at each other, but like a backwards mirror. So they're both tilting their heads back and forth the same way, uh, which was really great. Uh, th- there were some comments about that in our Slack channel. Um, so there's, uh, is this kabuki dancing? We see some beautiful uh, traditional Japanese dancing in the, what do we call it for the Edo period? Mm-hmm. But is that kabuki? That's one question I had. Is that's the only Japanese dance kind of style that I know, um, that I know the name of? But it, maybe this is just a non, a non-named just kind of dance of the time period that these geishas are doing. Do we know what that's called? I don't think it's kabuki theater. I I think they have right because kabuki is like a four-hour long, like really long, uh, like a it's theater. It's not just dancing. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's some sort of just like geisha, geisha dance that they that they do traditional dance. Oh, the Met the Met has a little uh, a little bit. Maybe it's just one piece of a collection on Edo period dancing. So apparently it's a thing. Bugaku dancers, maybe it's something like that. Hmm. Anyway, it's this like beautiful traditional Japanese uh, dancing style that Akane and uh, another character that we uh, I think is supposed to be the Clementine of Shogun World um, I think uh, I think she's supposed to be the daughter Sakura so, so so yeah Sakura and so Maeve keeps having these little flashbacks or these little flash somethings to her daughter and seeing the protectiveness that Akane has over Sakura. But I, d- I think that that is a red herring. I think, uh, I, I don't know why we would be misled either deliberately or unintentionally, but that's like the Clementine character. We see, I thought in season one, some of those exact same scenes where Maeve is being very protective over Clementine and Clementine is still a pretty pivotal character in this story. I thought it was really weird that we were seeing a lot of that like motherly stuff tied into Maeve and her daughter. Cause maybe we were just supposed to take it as like a mother daughter thing and not uh, a parallel thing, but they've set up all these great parallels to have other paired characters in Shogun world. And we don't get one for, uh, for all of the Westworld, uh, the Shogun world characters. That was a little odd. I f- yeah. I feel like there's probably, I, I feel like they're, they're, we're probably omitting something cause I'm, I'm sure or I'm wondering, you know, is there a Shogun World version of Dolores or Teddy or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or some of these or, other characters? So the uh, more into the Maeve story, there is uh, the ninjas that take them. I guess are they ninjas that uh, that take yeah. them originally? What was the dude? Uh, Musashi? The, Musashi, the main dude, the really mm-hmm. awesome looking ninja guy. So does he have a counterpart in Westworld? And who would that be? I kind of figured that was, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, Hector. Mm-hmm. Kind of figured that was kind of mm-hmm. Hector because that okay. was the same yeah. band as his band, you know, with Armistice. That's right. a good point. Yeah, yeah. And Hector didn't trust in the, the in the story. The he's the Hector. Hmm. Hector didn't yeah, trust. Yeah, so they uh, like, don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like that. So who else doesn't have a a, a pair? Uh, we have Maeve. 
we have if you buy that Sakura's is Clementine. Wait, who's Tanaka? Tanaka. Who is Tanaka? There's Musashi. He, he wasn't the Shogun, was he? No, uh, Shogun is credited separately on IMDb. I don't know who Tanaka is. They didn't say their names a lot of times. That's why I was. I, I wish that they had, um, so that I could figure out who was who a little bit better. Anyway, so the oh Tanaka we'll was the guy that that was killed. That's that spawned all that things. I think uh, the guy that was killed. Oh, the dude that she like the messenger guy. Really? That He's credited huge. in next week's episode too, though, so I don't know if it's him. Hmm. Oh wait. Oh no 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. That was Koda. Maybe not. There's a lot of people credited. My goodness. Sasha agrees. I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to look up more about Tanaka. Is, oh, Tanaka. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Tanaka is the guy that's heading the army. That oh, won. the like now commander, former lieutenant. Yes. That yes. Uh, Musashi goes up and talks to and taunts. Exactly. Yep. So this gets to an important part where the Shogun army is uh, a piece of Shogun world that I think we can compare to the Confederados that is part of certain storylines in Shogun World. Lee seems to know well what their storyline should be. He probably wrote most of them. And we get this sense pretty quickly that the hosts in Shogun World are also off their loops. They are doing things that seem like decision-making. Um, Akane stabs a dude instead of letting Sakura go with him. Uh, and there's a lot of stabbing in eyes, which is odd. Um, very so, graphic. Yeah. Very cool. It was a bloody up, which we'll, we can get to in a little bit, the symbolism of it. So there's a lot of decision-making that seems to be happening, and the Shogun army is also a, a piece of that. So Lee seems very perturbed by the fact that the Shogun army is in Westworld, or in Shogun world, like in the middle of the, this, whatever this town is called, and uh, is like marching through the street, coming to, I guess they were there to take Sakura, I don't know. Um, so the head of that, I guess, is Tanaka, you said? Yes. Okay. So there's a part in there where there there are two or three mentions of Ronin. Can someone tell me what Ronin is? Has anyone looked this up yet? So Akane, uh, someone says, Akane, what have you done when she stabs the guy uh, to protect Sakura? And she said, hired myself a Ronin. And I wrote, what the hell? And then when Musashi is taunting Takana, the commander, or Tanaka... He calls him Ronin Scum. And I think that there's a third time later when they go meet, meet the Shogun that somebody uses Rogan. I don't know what it means. Pretty sure they're just like a bounty hunter. Like, I don't know Japanese culture mm -hmm. that much, but... Uh, but if you look up... Yeah, it says it's it's a wandering samurai who has who had no lord or master. Hmm. So basically, ah, okay. like a mercenary. Oh, I love that as a metaphor for the host, though. Like that, they don't have a master anymore. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, uh. Hmm. Yeah, so, Ronin was a drifter or a wanderer. It was a samurai without a lord or master during the feudal period of Japan between 1185 and 
I love that so much. This is that's a that is a very deliberate metaphor. I'm sure. That's great. That so awesome. if if either looking it up or if you knew what Ronan was, you would know uh, what they were trying to get across there pretty quickly. Because that's that's cool. They could have phrased that a bunch of other ways to avoid saying Ronan twice if they weren't trying to tip to us that Shogun World was also being uh, semi-autonomous at that point. Uh, the army is about to... So Maeve is deciding to, because of this motherly love, she wants to help Akane get back Sakura. Was Sakura like taken by some ninjas or something? I think I looked down for a second to type my notes and look back up and she was gone. I don't remember how she left. She like got taken by those ninjas in the night, right? I think that was, I yeah. Yeah, I think that was the... the uh, what they said. So the... Uh, Shogun army tries to come on behalf of the Shogun himself and get her. Or, uh, no, he wasn't going to get her. They were going to get Akane. I wish I had written this part down because this part was a tad confusing to me. But Maeve and her peeps are trying to escape. She, I guess, controls the whole army into stopping. Uh, my wife, before this, was asking me, so did Hector die? And I said, I don't I don't know, honestly. What happened to Miss... Um, uh, what is his name? Masashi. Masashi. I need to run all these names somewhere. Oh, he's right. I'm, I'm I think it's here. implied that they pretty much get taken, and they're you know with the uh, Shogun's like camp. Okay, because of the way the whole army like froze fighting, it's it could either be construed that they got him in a corner, and so they're gonna about to, about to capture him, or that Maeve controlled them with her mind and made them stop. Which I don't. I couldn't figure out what was going on with that. That seemed like a weird, abrupt thing they didn't really explain. But maybe they will. Maybe they're with the Shogun army. So I don't know about that. So they go to... uh, Oh, as they're headed to see the Shogun uh, to try and get Sakura back, they come across the Delos Guard, a bunch of Delos Guards that are, like, killed and attached to trees with crates on their head. That seemed... That was uh, freaky. For a couple reasons, super weird. For one, why didn't they have guns? Because the army doesn't have wep- like longer range weapons. So <laughs> how did this happen? Two, what are the boxes for? I'm assuming some some weird, disgusting thing where they like put an animal in there with a rat or something. Make them eat their face, and that's how they die. Uh, and then three, Lee grabs a walkie-talkie, which I love the design of, by the way. This like super flat thing. We saw it when Strand was talking to, to What's-Her-Face, uh, and then we see it now that it's just like cardboard thin wafer of a phone with a couple of protruding plastic pieces for the signals or whatever i love that the design of the tech there but kind of matches the uh the, tem- the tablets that they have so lee has a walkie-talkie which is good to know because we never see that again uh so that that i'm sure will will factor into this i don't want to forget about that they get to the shogun and pretend that they are envoys from china and they give him this like golden gift that they stole from somewhere i don't really know uh, yeah. What Who did cares? I write down? What is a Damios? Damos? Damos? Damios? Why did I write that down? I wish I wrote the context of where that was from. It was right before the sewing of the years. Uh, it's probably like a false something. Damo D-A- were uh, Damos. one of the great lords who were vassals of the shogun. That's it's it's just one tier down in feudal society. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. Uh, they'd apparently got some advance notice that Maeve was a witch 
as the Shogun keeps calling her as a witch, and that she controlled things. She had people do things by speaking to them. So the Shogun sewed up his whole army's uh, ears, which is super gruesome and disgusting. And then uh, the part that th- this part was uh, a little odd to me because it made me think that they are part of a storyline. So if I was a guest and I was going to Shogun World, this is a great story. This is a story that I would want to participate in, right? This uh, this poor geisha gets abducted by the most powerful army in the land and takes her captive. We have to go and pretend to be whatevers and get her back. That's like that's like a perfectly written story. This seemed very story-like. seemed very loop-like. And uh, it seemed like just like a normal quest. There would be like a side quest for, for people going to Shogun World. So it made me think that they are still acting out that some of the hosts are still in their loops. They're still doing this part of the story. They're still participating in the quest. And there's Mm -hmm. a couple of them like Maeve that are broken out of it, but are still kind of going along with that quest in order to get what they want. I don't know that that's actually happening or not, Uh, but it, I can't, uh, there was some context to this part where they're talking as Chinese emissaries or whatever. This felt very questy to me. I could definitely see that, that like, a lot of the hosts are still on their loops and they're still trying to act out their their storylines to you know to completion basically mm-hmm. so yeah yeah in, in terms of in terms of that yeah it's just like another for some hosts it's just like another thing that they're uh they you know they have to do to complete whatever story that was written for them mm-hmm. i mean we see that in westworld too we see hosts like um who was it in in that one town in Pariah, when the Man in Black and Lawrence go there? They've pretty much they've in their story they're fighting against some other rival tribe or whatever, and you know because of how Westworld's run, you know they never actually go to completion. You know they never they mm-hmm. they're, just, they're just fighting, you know for thirty years basically, and then then we see it, you know. Once oh, yeah, everything's yeah. everything's all done, they they were the ones that that won, and they were like, "So we won. We have nothing else to do. We're content to just drink and party for the rest of the days." That. Yeah, I think a lot of the hosts are still stuck, <clears throat> but that might that's just being used to to the advantage of the other uh, the other hosts that are, I guess, sentient. We'll call it. So maybe the Sakura thing or something like it was always a story. Uh, and that's just kind of the natural thing for them to push themselves in. So as they get there, let me finish the Maeve thing real quick and then we go up to Dolores and we'll talk about all this. Sakura has this like wicked, disgusting cherry blossom tree scar thing on her back. It oh, looked weird. Yeah. That was that was deep. That was bad. So uh, uh, Akane is trying to like talk to her as Maeve sees it like a daughter and there's a there's a lot of language in what she's saying that sounds an awful lot like the promised land an awful lot like the over there tomorrow teddy thing and there's a lot of bits that the host keeps saying that so i think that the quote i wrote down here was crosses the shining sea that akane said there's a lot of there's a lot of that exact metaphor of like the better out there that the hosts across the park are using and i I'm, I don't know where it's coming from. It makes me think of Arnold and makes me think that that is like 
the institutional story of their people of the you know, the generations of that all hosts have <clears throat> that all hosts have the inside of them that there is this other thing over the ocean over the shining sea over the horizon that is the better thing that we all need to kind of strive for it's this itch that they all have so for teddy that manifests into like the over there thing that we could always go to dolores and for Westworld for Shogun World, it's like the place that we can go over the across the shining sea where everything is better. Um, for the Confederados, it's like the promised land. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I'm reading too much into that, but I wonder where it comes from. This concept of the better, the grass is greener concept. I I always assumed it was it was something Ford wrote in into their final story, is to get them to some end point, you know write it in narratively that it makes sense to their worldview, but then write it in so, you know, whatever this, this, this great, great valley beyond or whatever, mm-hmm. it's all the same place for yeah, the valley beyond. People. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. And yeah, I, I guess, you know, I guess we'll find out what the valley, bo- valley beyond is exactly in future episodes. But I was, I was right. thinking it was probably like either their way to enlightenment or their way to get out of the park, something, something like that where they'll, basically be able to get out of the maze and get conscious mm, I never thought about the maze as something they need to get out of now huh cause yeah most like, like, we, like we said most hosts are not conscious they're, right. they're still running off their programming and are probably content with that you know once their story is complete like not not many of them are questioning questioning their reality, the nature of their reality. <laughs> Do you ever question the nature of your reality? <laughs> there, that question has been asked a lot. That question, we see that question when Dolores like first comes online, and they're talking to her in season one of the diagnostic stuff. It's a Voight comp test. I love it. I need to watch. Mm. I need to watch the movie. All right, so the end of this story thread is Akane and Sakura dancing uh, the Shogun kills Sakura pretty much right away and makes Akane still dance for him and then she stabs him in the throat and cuts off pretty much cuts off his head which is great and then uh, Maeve telepathically sets off a, a, an implosion of the Shogun army and has them all kill each other by, by the way I wanted to mention that the, the song that Akane is dancing Cream. to is, is Wu-Tang Clan is, is it really play. yeah yeah i was sitting there watching i was like yes. i know i heard this song before like first they played um paint it black mm-hmm. and then like she started dancing and i'm like oh my gosh i know this song and like i couldn't place it until i went on reddit and like yeah it's cream by wu-tang Clan. so cream stands for cash runs everything around me uh, that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome i was like damn that's where it was from. That's so great. I love that. The songs, there were a couple of songs in this episode that seemed uh, deliberate. And But I, I don't know. I can't play songs very well sometimes. So I wasn't totally sure what songs they were or what the meaning of them might be. But I know that the, the, the showrunners do. They do. They're very meticulous about picking songs and having them be symbolic. Well, I mean, they 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 also had painted black in in the first the first season, right? Yeah, that's true. 
was actually was that the song they were playing when they were doing the whole shootout scene like Armistice and Hector that that might Maybe be the, in the episode uh, season one they were like the original one. scene yeah. of that yeah and then in, in Shogun World they play like an orchestral version of Paint It Black or something I don't know oh, I, I just I thought about so. that that'd be cool I hope so that's really great I don't know if it would be. Why wouldn't it be? They love doing stuff like that. Little callbacks in different, uh, different musical styles. <clears throat> Why not? I know that that this whole scene at the end was wonderful. It was so bloody and and bizarre, and it reminded me a lot of Tarantino. The way it was just like this gratuitous blood flying everywhere. And I know he takes. Uh, I was trying to think of the term for this, and I needed. I forgot to look it up before we started. But uh, there's like spaghetti westerns is kind of the style of the western, uh, but there's there's another like ninja style n- movie that I can't I can't think of the name of that style. Um, Tarantino does a lot of a lot of emulation of that as well. Now I need to Google ninja movie style best ninja movies. No, Shinobi. Uh, this is not what I want. Tarantino. Talk about like Kill Bill and stuff. Yeah, but like, the, so the, like the old Bruce Lee, Tarantino does has a lot of these these thematic, uh, this thematic styling to his movies like Kill Bill, where you have, it's like martial arts, but it's kind of cheesy and it's there's like weird gratuitous blood, and there's a lot of good fighting scenes. You know, like the flying, uh, crouching tiger. You got like I'm doing oh, yeah. it in front of the camera, like you guys can see me. Th- that there's a name for that style, uh, and I can't think of it. I'm gonna think of it right when we get off the pod. But uh, so whatever that style is, that was what this kind of was. Uh, this this ending scene of season five or episode five, and I loved it so much. There were these great shots of Maeve and of uh, Akane and the blood and the army killing each other. It was just just great the whole time. So that ends that thread, and oh. we just got to 40 minutes of my recording. So I'm going to run through Dolores real quick, and then we can, we can talk about whatever we want after that because uh, I want to recap the stuff with Dolores. So let me fly through it, and I'll try and not make any comments on it either, but no promises. So the Dolores, we uh, interspersed in the Maeve story, we have Dolores and Teddy. They are, go back to Sweetwater. They're checking out the train. They're trying to fix the train uh, and to go to the the Mesa, which they find out later, Angela go, uh, takes Adelos card hostage and makes him tell her that it's the Mesa where that train goes, which makes sense to us. I think we knew that already. There is a, uh, Teddy pitches that they run away together again. He's very showing his very sweet side that he's like, you know, we still could whenever you want to, we can still go to the, I can't remember what, does he say the Valley beyond? He says something. It's like, you know, the place out there that's just for us where we don't have to worry about anything. So he pitches that again, and she says, "I'll think about it." Which, if you've ever been in a relationship, it means no. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, there's a Teddy Dolores sex scene, uh, and I put in my notes, "Are we meant to learn anything from this?" And that, that's such an academic question. I don't know why I wrote that Except down. Except that it's a Teddy's sex scene. butt what looks good. No homo. Teddy's butt looks. I mean, it was smooth. Dude, dude tans too. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if, if that's maybe the only thing we're supposed to learn from. But he's a, he's a robot. And you know, Dolores is pregnant. Too. Confirmed. <laughs> Oh, can host get pregnant? Okay, okay. So so Doubt that's it. like one of the big 
big plot points of Blade Runner. Like I swear to God, like they're really? just, yeah, they're trying Shit. to get. You know, this isn't going to spoil you anything, but um, yeah. they're trying to get replicants to be able to reproduce. So that way, they don't have to keep making them, and so that way they can eventually have oh. them out for like slave labor. So just constantly. The intro for season two has a lady and a baby. Yep. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Bingo. 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 Mm. Is that the real purpose of Westworld? Is that there is a uh, there's a like a this is just inability a, for anybody to have babies, and so this is like trying to recreate people through hosts. So what you're saying is, this is just a Blade Runner prequel, or it's a uh, a sequel to what's the uh, shit? What's the show I'm watching? <laughs> Hulu with the with the the red cloaks and the white things. My wife's gonna kill me. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Blade Runner is just a, a world. Just one of the worlds, one of the parks in Westworld. I like that. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. I couldn't remember. Is that a good show? I haven't seen it. Anyway. It's good so far. I'm only a couple episodes in. It's good. The the second season's already out. So it's like if we only watched a couple episodes of Westworld, then the second season already came out and people would be losing their minds. Right. So it is right now. So Dolores and Teddy have a sex scene. She's probably not pregnant, but maybe put a pin in that. And then there's a there's a story that uh, back when he pitched her, let's run away together. She tells him a story about her dad and some cows, and I guess the cows were infected with some bovine illness. And she said, "What do the, what do you think? What what would you do, Teddy, if the cows were sick?" And he said, "Well, I'd take him into the barn and give him water, make him comfortable." <laughs> and she just kind of got this look, like, "Oh, Teddy." You poor thing. Yeah, daddy burned him, Teddy. (laughs) (laughs) Your father. Yeah. So that was foreshadowing to uh, the last scene we see of them in this episode where she shows Daddy a dead cow, a dead something, dead carcass. And uh, it's like got flies all over it. And uh, she's basically like, I'm sorry, Teddy. (laughs) This is not going to work out. And I thought she was going to kill him. And I almost texted Tom, like, Tom, you're fucking right. Uh, she did not kill him, uh, but we don't know what she did to him yet. She had uh, a tech. They have a tech with them, I guess. Uh, change some personality attribute uh, of him. I don't exactly yeah, know what it was. They um, somebody took like a screenshot. They they like turned his uh, aggression and his hostility all the way up. They turned his compassion all the way down, and uh, something else. You know like loyalty or loyalty. I think they to- put that all the way up, but there is, um, yeah, pretty much that all of his like core instincts and his core traits were removed. They turned him into the, the, just a ultra killer. Yeah. Like an ultra loyal killer. The, the, the traits in Teddy that she wants that, but not the, the softness, the, let the, uh, the major go, all that stuff. Dolores just wants a yes, man. That's yeah. all she wants. She is ruthless i love it so much chaotic evil chaotic evil man i didn't i I really thought she was gonna kill him and i wasn't gonna be surprised but no yeah i thought she was gonna like let like the like lock him in there and let the let let the fly the let the flies eat him oh that would be vicious Mm. but he's a robot he would not die right away but i like to go dark so yeah okay so that's the episode it took us 30 minutes to get through but i think that was useful the couple things that I wanted to talk about, and we can take these in whatever order and add whatever you guys want to. I want to talk a little bit about Bernard and Teddy. 
uh, and how those timelines fit in. And how following along with that is the cradle and knowing a little bit more about what the cradle is and how it fits into this episode and the next episode where we see a little bit from the teaser. So uh, what else do you guys want to want to run back to and then we'll start to do it. Maeve and how she's able to access the mesh network. The mesh network. Oh yeah, the mesh. Sure, sure. Forgot that. That was crazy. It was like, it's like she's she's become like the botnet host, like or not the host, but like like the controller. Yeah, I love that. Forgot about the mesh. That makes so much more sense. Uh, okay. Third house. Yeah, let's. I have questions about that. Let's talk about that right now. Do we know it, is is she saying anything? There's like the little parcel tongue kind of when she controls people. Is is anybody like isolated the audio to figure out if that's a thing? I haven't been on the sub the subreddit at all this week. Not that I can see. I'm checking it now. I, I don't. It could don't be a nothing anything. burger that I'm just assuming, but they've hidden weird stuff like that before. Um, but so she's probably that's our working theory is that she's got some access to the mesh network where she can control the host to do whatever she wants, which is awesome. And it's the same type of control that we've seen a couple of, only a couple of other hosts do. So we saw Angela use this in the way, way flashback when Delos, oh, was it Delos? When Bernard and, and uh, Ford pitched the host to young Logan in that hotel and Angela kind of freezes everybody in the party without having to say anything. She kind of like waves her hand or something. So we've seen some type of telepathic control before, but I don't know if it's the same. Uh, and if it's something that other hosts can learn to do, or is this because maybe if it's like bumped up her intelligence that she's able to unlock. I think it's because she was given, was she given admin rights or anything? Pretty much. Like oh, when she shit, threatened, she uh, what's his name? Felix. Yeah. Felix. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot she was given admin rights. Right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's because of that. Like she has some access level that the other mm. hosts don't get, and really only people, um, like the higher, like the highest of high people, you know, like Ford, can mm-hmm. do like the hand motions to to turn off hosts. Whereas everybody else in Dallas, they have to use those those simple motor functions, freeze all mo- motor functions line. Pseudo freeze off <laughs> like <laughs> it's like like you get your admin your, you get your admins and you got like your just regular users <laughs> domain accounts yeah <laughs> power users <laughs> my windows power user I forgot about all those do- those uh, user privilege levels oh, man. like windows ninety eight when they introduced all those or a bunch I have a really random like just thought that popped into my head like this week while thinking about Westworld and I can't remember if I said it last week or not. But, like, I'm starting to think that Bernard, not not Bernard, but uh, Abernathy, you know, Dolores' dad, mm-hmm. I'm starting mm-hmm. to think that he was a real-life person, and that's what why he was so encrypted. And that's oh, why they he... want him so badly, mm-hmm. because he was one oh, that actually shit. survived for longer than Delos Sr.'s, like, span. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, maybe he's one that has gone on for so long but then they had to decommission him because you know it finally reached its end i heard yeah go ahead i was gonna say i've i've heard like a crazy theory that um 
while they have the Delos, the James Delos bot, they also like put Delos's um, consciousness into Abernathy's body, Ooh. and that's why when he when he looks at the photo of his daughter that he picks up, he like spazzes out because he's it reminds him of something else that's not part of his world. Wait, wait, no, this was a this was on. Uh, uh, this was on the, uh, the shit. Where was this? Uh, what's his face was reading fan theories. Jimmy Simpson. Uh, oh, Jimmy yeah. Simpson. Yeah. And that was the first one he read. I was putting the kids down and here it is. I was putting the kids oh, down and I couldn't, I'm going to play it on the stream real quick. The first one. Westworld theory. Abernathy contains the consciousness of James Delos and was trapped there by William, which is why he malfunctioned when he saw the photograph of his daughter in season one, and also the reason he was selected as the host to be delivered to the company. Abernathy is so essential to the series that it's gonna blow <laughs> a mind. Hi, I'm Jimmy Simpson. I play William. So silly. I, love right, I want to watch the rest of that later. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the show notes. Um, I got it. I got you. I love oh, his so outfit. Cool. That is that's, a, that's his, awesome. his glasses are great. The like clear frames. I wish I was that fly. So so, so I guess we yeah, can confirm Abernathy's that's gonna not. be key. Well, I don't know. He said Abernathy's gonna be so key to the show it's gonna blow a mind. I don't know. Do you, Maybe his head is gonna explode, confirmed. Do you think Westworld would actually like do that where they would actually like put in one of the like the plot points into one of these random videos and Maybe. To like almost pseudo spoil their uh i try to think about how complicated of a job they have they put out so much extra content every week based on every episode they'll put out pictures of the cast or they'll put out behind the scenes videos on how they made the drone house or they'll put out conversations they'll have an ama with somebody they put out so much stuff all the time that just coordinating what you can say during any certain week and what you can't has got to just be so fucking complicated updates to their websites they're like fake delos and westworld websites so fucking complicated they have a release schedule i'm sure they were planning for months on when to put out what of this content i can't fathom how they keep it all straight so this stuff this interview did they it's with l magazine i guess because he's got the l cards did he like how deliberately are they releasing certain information to tease stuff i don't know it's got to be so stupid complicated that it makes me think they've leaked stuff just inadvertently. Maybe they, maybe they have, or maybe they're like at least teasing stuff, like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, um, because like yeah, if you look at, if you look through that like Delos Destinations website enough, you can mm-hmm. find all these like secret like hidden hidden domains in there, like secret paths and that's stuff. Other people found like, the cradle, right? Oh no, that's the, how people. Oh, f- the room, you remember the room? The room, the Delos room. The Delos room. Yeah. I was moving through the room and I just didn't even remember when we saw that uh, that Dello Senior was in this circular room that I had seen that before and it was on the website. It was in the little weird little wireframe room. I can't remember. I've got to log in and do something. I don't remember where this is, but the park is currently considering, currently experiencing a mild viral outbreak among the guests and as a result, all incoming and outgoing traffic is suspended. There is no reason for concern. Everything is under control. Updates to come as the situation develops. That's on the Delos intranet on the front page. So they got a that's, whole ARG thing going on too. It's so complicated, and it's I love it. It's everything. I, I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but Jeff, our other co-host, uh, was maybe going to go work for HBO uh, earlier this year, 
and we were a little sad because it meant that he wouldn't be able to uh, participate in the podcast. But I was also extra sad that he didn't take it because now he can't uh, break his NDA to me in secret and tell me all the things I'm not supposed to know. Because I think he would be doing some of the web property stuff with this. I don't know if with Westworld in particular, but it's very sad. So Jeff should have taken it. Then we could have known. Should have taken it. We could have known the fun stuff. We could have leaked it here on the pod. Exclusive, exclusive scoop. But now we just have to guess. So stupid, complicated, and uh, I don't know how we started talking about how Maeve hatched, hacked, hatched, hacked into the hatched, hacked, the hatched, hacked, hatched. The hacks. How she got Ash to the mesh. slasher. Ashley, 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 Masher. So I don't know how she got into the mesh network, but admin rights, I guess, is what it is. The thing that is currently bothering me the most is the cradle. There have been so many mentions of the cradle. I don't know what to do with them. And the teaser for next week talks about the cradle as well, where uh, Bernard is actually going to be in the cradle because it's some VR type thing, some immersion headset that he puts on. And Elsie, that's like their only way for them to figure out what to do is to get into the cradle as like a replay manager or something. Is that what we're supposed to believe that actually is? At this point, I have no clue. I have no is. idea. I, I thought it could be like, uh, it could also be like a central place where they keep backups of hosts and stuff, but I, I really have no clue. Because hmm. every, every theory I've had about it, it just seems like it, it's changed throughout the, uh, throughout the weeks. The scar thing that we talked about last week, Bernard Scar and then not Scar, would fit with the other current running theory that all the times we see what we're what we've been calling the present where Bernard wakes up on the beach and he's with strand. And then every Bernard strand scene after that is what we've been kind of referring to as the present. And then everything else is kind of just a flashback. The present might be because in those scenes, Bernard does not have a scar in his head. I don't, mm-hmm. I did not, I should have paid my way closer attention to this episode to see if he had a scar in his head at this beginning. But if he doesn't have a scar on his head there, then that's even more because the scar is where he shot himself, the original host. So there's only two ways that he could not have a scar because if he has a scar at all, you know, the, the little fixy medical things could just fix the scar. So why didn't that happen in the first place? So we got to believe that once the scar is there, it's, you know, it's going to be there on that host body. So only two things can explain that he got a new host body and he doesn't know about it. doesn't remember about it. Or this is a simulation in the cradle and everybody kind of thought that he was the one kind of being probed for information. But what if this is him going back through a scene from some days before or something like that, some weeks before maybe, trying to see more clues. So he's re-going through waking up on the beach and going on with all Charlotte and stuff, trying to figure more information out as like his own internal replay booth where he can go watch everything again and, and actively do it all again because he's a host. So that would make sense if that's what the cradle was, like a simulation environment, because he's got to put on the, the noggin cap to, to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, looking back on that, f- I, I was rewatching the, the the previous episodes, and watching that first episode again, it's it's really weird how they all look at and talk to Bernard. Mm-hmm. Like Strand, Stubbs, mm-hmm. um, 
all of them like look like, they'll say something yeah charlotte they'll all say something and then they'll look to bernard to see how he reacts or and see not to what whatever he, the action is like with the tiger or something strands looking at bernard and not looking at the tiger he's just staring at bernard he's just staring at bernard he's just yeah. wondering you know how he'll respond to this yeah that's the other piece of the theory is bernard's in the matrix and he doesn't know about it so he's attached to the cradle this whole time and he has no idea and they're probing his mind for information maybe that's been corrupted because he shot himself or they want the abernathy file or they want some other clue to where abernathy is the real guy that's the other flip of it is he is in the cradle but it's not the one that he puts himself into it's they've subjected this to him to try and get more information out of him but then the win of this all just we don't freaking know there's there's a win uh, we don't know when any of this is happening. But there was everything. It's, I think it's so much more confusing with the timelines. It's like branching, branching timelines. It's, yeah. It's it's uh, mind-numbing, for sure. Yeah, it really is. Um, Teddy was on the pile of bodies in the Mesa. Yep. yep. Didn't see that the first time. Amanda pointed that out to me. And at first I was shocked. But then I wasn't shocked because I remember Teddy was floating in the water. Um, in episode one, so somehow he goes crazy when when Dolores or he dies somehow when Dolores bumps up his stuff. He dies a short time after that, or a a Teddy body does. I don't think we exactly know that there's only one. Yeah, I wonder what the significance of like having them basically clean wiped means. Mm-hmm. Like a third of the hosts. A third of the hosts clean. Yeah, wiped. explain more what that what happened with that. That was in the in the mesa. So they they were saying something where, um, like a third of the hosts, they look like, like when they try to probe their brain, there's just nothing. Like nothing. Like it was reset. It was just like nothing. Like there was there wasn't anything on these ever, and um, they mentioned that yeah that affected it affected about a third of the hosts and those hosts. Um, since the cradle is down, or I think either because the cradle is down or some other reason, uh, because of that, there's no backups either for those hosts. So the, that IP is gone, pretty much. All those backstories, all those host data, all their history is all just been wiped by mm. by somebody or some process. So they've effectively just lost a third of their intellectual property right there. So, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to f- think of why that could be. I'm sure that's significant. That's gonna, we're going to find out more about that later. But Right. Um, like why they were deleted or by whom. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that doesn't make it, more I sense mean, that it, the cradle is a backup, backup facility, though. So, I mean, I mean, I guess I wonder, is all their host data and everything, is it all just in that little that little egg that's in their head. I think so. Yeah. You are your brain kind of thing. I wonder if like Dolores or somebody else found like the spare, um, cartridges that they were, that they were Mm. making in one of those, like the, yeah, the blank brains that they were making in one of those labs and just substituted out their consciousness into those host bodies. She'd have to like rip their heads open though. Right. And that would oh yeah, you would see scars and right. Stuff, I think that they, their think. indication was that you know, they were like just blank from from the get go. Hmm. Okay. Kills mm. that theory. It was hacked. 
the 4chan hacking. 4chan hacked me. He's DDoSing me. <laughs> Shout out Mtash. So the cradle, we don't know. Bernard and Teddy, we don't know. Why were their brains wiped? We don't know. Let me go through my other questions because I, I started putting a, uh, a red emoji question mark at the beginning of my bulleted list. And uh, when I had a question, <laughs> the whole thing is just red emoji check marks. Um, the humans in the Mesa did seem to be kind of in control at that point. It didn't seem like there was any... I mean, that's a lot of hosts that were decommissioned because they died for one reason or another. They seem to be kind of in control during this timeline. Whether this is a real timeline or not, we don't know. Um, at the very beginning of the Maeve timeline, there was a lady on a horse that came to talk to uh, Musashi. And I guess it was like, I can't remember what the context was, like give lenience kind of thing. We didn't hear any of what she, what she actually said. We didn't see who she was. Who is she? Question mark. So uh, we don't know why. There's a lot of butterfly metaphors in symbology in Shogun World. I don't know what that means. Um, how can they fix the train, their house? How do they know what a train looks like and how to fix one? Mm-hmm. Um, Ronin, we answered. Lee speaks Japanese, plus one, that he's a host. Um, or that he just speaks Japanese and then he wrote the stories. But maybe both. Uh, yeah, who is maybe. the Sakura counterpart? Is it Clementine? I think it's Clementine. Across the Shining Sea, Daimos. Uh, and then who is Shogun? Is this a real dude? Is this a real historical figure, the Shogun? Or is this just something they made up? Because I just got hungry every time I said Shogun. Yeah, they, yeah, uh, it's it's a real Hibachi place. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's a it's a real dude. the The Shogunite, I think it's like, I think he's like the head of the uh, the military the dictator system. of Japan during the period from 1185 to 1868. So it's a title. There you go. Okay. With exceptions. In most of this period, the shoguns were the de facto rulers of the country. Appointed by the emperor as a formality. Okay. Modern rank of shogun is roughly equivalent to a generalissimo. <laughs> That's a great name. The generalissimo. <laughs> I don't know what rank that actually is. Yeah, I, I, I want to see like what, what, what the uh, ranks are in this time period. Because it's all... It's all it's on a feudal system, so it's all class based. That's a good point. Back then. In the you know Shogunate. These are great names. I'm i I'm so happy that we're in Shogun World. I just can't even tell you guys. I hope we stay in here for a while. Me I hope too. we see I could do a whole show Shogun World. On Shogun World. I know, Maybe it could like be a whole spin off. I would love it. I just want to go to Shogun World. Actually I just want to go to Tokyo. I want some sushi. I don't know if I want to go to Shogun World. I really we we go, we, didn't. We want to get sushi a couple more episodes ago. And we just never did. I did. We figured out what Tom will be twenty hours to Brandon's house, and I'll be sixteen hours, and then we'll get some we'll get some sushi up at your yeah, house. Yeah, I have that. We'll get some all Minnesota you can, sushi. Ah, actually, it'd be North Dakota sushi. Gross. Oh, no, thank you. Actually, there is she is a pretty good place. All you can eat buffet, or not buffet, but all you, can, all, you all you can eat like they prepare the sushi fresh when you order it. Sorry. Oh, but that's nice. Is it is it like a Japanese guy or yes. is it like a guy named Dave? Nope, it's, it's definitely Japanese okay. guy. Cool. There's a conveyor belt sushi place here in. Oh, dude! It's 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 not even just like the the fun of going to conveyor belt sushi. It is really fucking good, and I think about it all the time. I've only been twice, and I want to go back. I want to go back every uh-huh. single day, but I don't want to be the weird guy that like goes by himself and sits in a booth and eats conveyor belt sushi on his own. Why? 
Uh, I don't know. That seems a little. You know what? Fuck! I'm gonna do it. Exactly. I'm, do it. I'm going to solo tomorrow by yeah. myself. There you go. To what? Is that a play? Solo. Solo. <laughs> solo? You know the Star Wars movie. Yourself. And on solo yourself. But we all know why I'm going to see Solo. <laughs> well, we know. We know. <laughs> we know. All right. Anyway. Dude, yeah. When I was in Japan, I uh, I had conveyor sushi, and it was the bomb. I don't know why it's so good. It's so good, and it there at least it was like super cheap. Too. Yeah. Oh, it's real cheap. It's uh, it's a buck fifty or two bucks a piece or a, mm-hmm. a plate, and it comes with usually two pieces of plate. Uh, either two pieces of sushi to like you know cut pieces of sushi or um a piece of nigiri or something oh my god that was so good firecracker roll there's like a dragon roll i want to go so good yeah if i get done with my stuff tomorrow maybe i'll go because now i'm hungry i'm just hungry so we need to wrap this up and i need to go make <laughs> myself a sandwich and uh play some fortnite Sounds so good anything else we wanted to discuss we're about at about an hour now so it's probably a good time to cut it Anything else you guys want to chat about? I, I, got I mean, nothing. I did want to ask real quick, where do you think the second half of the season is going to go? Because like, we're already mm. at the halfway point. Hmm. Where's IMDb? Did I close IMDb? I did. I wanted to spoil myself and look at episode titles. Because that oh. could give us... Those are out some clues yeah they are out so they had only released and this is part of the the like release cycle that they have where they have just this drip 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 of information only what we need to know so the next one is called phase space and this is the teaser for episode six where uh, mostly it was like bernard in the cradle and like some other little tiny pieces the uh episode art is a still of teddy kicking back in a hat so phase space uh less escorches so maybe something with Hector. The Scorches? Kiksuya is episode 8. Vanishing Point is episode 9. And The Passenger is episode 10. The Passenger. The oh. Passenger. Bring it on Abernathy. Um, so that comes out. That'll, that last episode airs the 24th of June. So we have almost exactly one month of Westworld left. Oh, Damn. man. That's, a, that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate because... They just got greenlighted for season three, like a month ago. So that's it's gonna be at least eighteen more months after this. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, what's gonna happen after this. So we've got the two groups separated. I haven't gone to uh, Discover Westworld to see what the map looks like, the updated map. Oh, Major League Soccer, we've updated our privacy policy. I can't stand these privacy policy emails. I get so many of them a day. It's, there's so many. It's insane. Why? I'm not GDPR. I'm GDPR, are you listening, Mr. GDPR? I'm not going to read all these, but I am learning about all the old accounts of shit that I don't want anymore. I'm like, oh, I must have set that up 15 years ago and I forgot about it. Hmm. All right, so Maeve is at what we're going to call the east side of the park. I don't know if we've confirmed that that's actually the east side. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, shit, we don't know where she is. Signal lost. Okay, so she started at the east side and went to the west, went to the access elevator, went underground, and then signal lost, according to the map. Dolores started out near Escalante, went over to Fort Forlorn, and now is back at Sweetwater. So they're going to take the train to the Mesa, which I think is over in the east. But I'm not told. Oh, no, the Mesa is where Maeve started. So it's like the, the southeast of Sweetwater at the edge of the, edge of the park. 
I thought they were supposed to go west, like to the valley beyond and all that, the weapon. And all right, that, that is where they were. And then they went back to Sweetwater. The Mesa is to the east, though. I think they wanted to just go to the control center because that's like the epicenter of where they're supposed to go. I don't know. Oh, that was the next bit about next episode is Stranded and everybody gets the map working again in the control center of the Mesa. And there were some other juicy bits that there were going to be some more like Delos V host battles. East. They're kind of trying to regain Weast. Trying to regain the Weast control. So that should be interesting. A little showdown in the Mesa. Also the name of this podcast. So thank you for subscribing. Ooh. There's a a, um, Discover Shogun World site that they put up. That was up uh, after the teaser. DiscoverShogun.com But it didn't have anything on it. No, Discover Shogun. No, it's well, this one's, yeah, this one's Discover Shogun World. Maybe, maybe I haven't seen this. Maybe it was the Raj, and then I think we knew that they had this URL. It's not, it's not loading for me. Is it a thing? Oh, there it is. Ooh, what does that say? Oh, what does that say? Oh, that logo. So good. That's such so a good, good logo. It looks like a brain also. This is also, so some- good. Somebody on uh, on Reddit was like, they have a like for Shogun World, they have a replica of Mount Fuji. It's like, how do they not see that from the other parks if it's that big? Like, oh, do they really? Yeah, like in one of the backgrounds in Shogun World, it's like uh, maybe it's one of those forced perspective things, like what they do at Disney, where they make it looks because it's really far away. They make it really small. They you know they do this forced perspective thing where they make you think that it's really big and really far away but it's actually smaller and much closer so it'd be one of those things Disney does that shit all the time like if you've ever been to Disney and you go to Cinderella's castle you think like it's gonna be this huge freaking thing and you start you know like oh we're already here we just started walking towards it across the bridge it's like much closer than you think it is because your brain is trying to it's got you know like goes up in kind of a conical shape where the stuff at the top gets smaller faster uh, the more you look up at it I'm not describing first perspective very well, but it makes your brain think that it is bigger than it actually is. So gotcha. it could be something like that too. Where so got that's this my problem. In the background. That's your problem. You need to you need to have all of your lady friend relations just use the first perspective. <laughs> and uh, email address. I want information from Dallas destinations. Yes, stream. This is my email. All six of you, take it. Thank there you. There it is. I gave my email. It's really hard to guess. What my Jake died Bathman. Oh, there's a map. So there's a map of. Is that the Hira town? I guess they were in. Hirafuku. Jimanku. Yeah. Jinmanku. Jinmanku. Who's Jinmanku? Or is that a town? It's not a town. The other maps have tracked people. Oh. Oh. Okay. I can't even see down there. But you Jinmanku? already. You, but you only yeah, you see one. You only see one set of people. So. So it's the main people we're yeah. supposed to see. The glitching. Uh, the so one of them is the Sweetwater Town, and then the other one is the town or the area where the Shogun Wars was. Whoa, is this the same map? It's the exact same fucking map. Flip back and forth between the tabs. The contours are all the same. It's just different. Oh, shit. It is the same map. Why? How? What does that mean? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's Sweetwater. 
which is the oh, same is. two out of town that they did this and stuff in. So they just got lazy. So, they, just, they just copy and pasted towns. What's the, what's that other town supposed to be? Uh, nothing. It's in the middle of New Virginia. We don't have a marker on it on the oh, Westworld okay. map. Okay. Wow. Okay. Ah, uh, why? Want to know As more? always, I have more questions than answers. God. Dude. So good. So good. I don't know how you could watch this show and not be just loving it every time. Yeah. And, and like Brandon was saying, honestly, they could they could totally make a whole season just based on each one of the parts. It would be amazing. I would mm-hmm. love it. Does like, Discover the Raj have a map? I that's, That one doesn't open for me. It's, it's still like, loading for me. Like, there's nothing else there. Oh, yeah, okay. And they haven't updated it yet. This is the only thing they had before. So I guess we're not going to see a whole lot more of the Raj, which is fine. I got, I got enough of it at what I want. I, if the story doesn't go there, they don't need to force it. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it was cool. I'm down to see way more Shogun World, though. Bring it Yes. On. Yes. All right, hopefully we'll see some more in episode six. But until then, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. And we will see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.